Hello and welcome to the Excel Books Podcast. This is Molly. And as you know, I like to talk about work, family, and life. So what do I want to talk about now? I know you're thinking, Molly, you have the weirdest things that you just pop up and start talking about. What are you talking about today? Um, I want to talk to you about work. And I want to talk to you about the nine to five and the side hustle and how you can balance with God and how that path looks different sometimes. So what do you mean? What's his nine to five hustle? What's the side thing? What was, what's, what are you talking about, Molly? All right. So my work journey has been an interesting one. I have never been a person that just could sit still in a job. Um, and what do I mean by that? I don't mean like job hopping, you know, like I just felt like I had to leave or anything, but like you ever had someone, you know, they hire you to be a secretary, right? And all you're supposed to do is answer the phone, maybe greet some people when they come in, you know, keep your area organized. That's like the limit sometimes. Well, I was the person that couldn't just do just that. I would do that within five minutes on board. So then I would create something else to do. <laughs> I would create something work related to do, but I would just do it. And so, for example, um, ah, prime example. So I had a really great job one, one time where I worked for a nonprofit and I was being hired to, uh, be a dual secretary at the time. Um, man, that was years ago, but I was a dual secretary working for two different departments and my role was to organize all of it. And I had at least like 12 different managers that I was balancing their uh, guests coming in and out, their schedules, their uh, making their their pamphlets and stuff they had they were going to pass out, you know, lots of different things. And you would think that's enough. I mean, my gosh, it was like 12 managers. Yet it wasn't enough for my brain. Um, I got bored. And then I thought, well, can't I do this better? Can I solve this problem? We need an assembly line. How about organizing these file cabinets that have been here for 10 years? And so I was the person who, because I knew there was no overtime allotted, I would get up early every day and I would dedicate one hour a day um, to organizing those file cabinets little by little. It took me like three months to do it, but I did it because you know I couldn't do overtime. And I would just get up and spend one hour a day and go through these file cabinets and sort them out because they had never been sorted. Imagine having having files for 10 years that were not alphabetized, they weren't sorted by date, nothing. They were just all over the place. Yeah. And so here I was creating more work for myself. But I was happy. I was happy because I had something to do. I was stretching my creativity. I was stretching my abilities. And it worked for me. And so I've always been that kind of person. I've always been innovative and I'm the person, you know, you put me in a company and I'm going to do what's required and then I'm going to go above it and then I'm going to go above that. I'm going to be so amazing that you're like, where the heck did she come from? I'm like a machine. And so I enjoy the challenge. Well, in my work journey, that has not always been celebrated. I know you're probably listening like, really, Molly, you're making that up. I'm not. I promise you I'm not. Um, believe it or not, that nonprofit I just told you about, that was the first job that I got a write-up for. I'd never been written up before in my life. Haven't been written up since then, thank goodness. 
but I got written up for taking initiative. Yeah, you did not mishear me. I got written up for taking initiative without permission, which I remember asking the question, not to be smart, but I was really trying to understand. I said, well, by definition, initiative is something that's done above and beyond without waiting to be told or given the task. So why would I need permission to take initiative? I'm in trouble for organizing the files. I'm like, no, it's just, we didn't want you to take it without asking us first. I was like, but I increased my efficiency by from taking three weeks to do something. Now it only takes me two days, but I'm in trouble. Okay, got it. Won't do it again. Um, I remember I got in trouble for taking initiative. Um, in extra jobs that I was in, I um, would take initiative as well very carefully because I got nervous after that. And they didn't care that I took the initiative, but the problem was coworkers and managers would get intimidated by the things that I can do. Um, you know, I won't go into all of it, but you know, one of the things I'm really, really good at is Excel. I can do just about anything in Microsoft Excel. Why? Because Excel is awesome. Uh, I mean, there's everything you could do. You could turn it into web pages and coding and colors and tables and pivots and, ah, it's heaven. Um, it's like my little heaven on earth. And so I love Excel spreadsheets and I will get into a role and I'll design something that people never would have thought it could do. And I will automate like 90% of my role so that I can focus on the other things they tell me to do. I do this because I hate being behind. I hate being given 20 different tasks to do deadline by five o'clock and I can't do it because the other things take like 95% of my day. So I think, where can I automate it so I can focus on the things that you ask me to do? Um, so that's what I do. And for the companies that did not write me up for initiative, they would get intimidated and think, well, if she can do that, she's going to come after my job. Well, if she can do that, she's going to replace all of us in the department. Well, if she can do that, then she's going to ask for a whole bunch more money pretty soon. So I know we can't afford to pay her. And so people would start making efforts to get rid of me, uh, which was very sad. But that has been the work history I've had. So over time, I got nervous and started to lose faith in companies. And um, I said, well, I'm just going to work on making my own business. Thus, the side hustle began. And that's when I started Excel Books way back in 2007. And I started the side hustle because I thought, I don't know if the company I'm with is going to keep me. I don't know how long it's going to be before a manager is intimidated and tries to fire me because they think I want their job. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm afraid that I can't work a nine to five like most people and survive because apparently being creative and and taking initiative is a danger. Apparently it's a risk. So I started my side hustle and if you've ever started a new business in the beginning, you're thinking, all right, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to do something that's easy for me to do. I'm going to make all this money. It's going to be great. I'll be able to go on vacations, blah, blah, blah. It's just going to be beautiful. Yeah, it doesn't work out that neatly. Um, I started off with no clue. Um, and if you actually want to hear how I started my um, I won't go through the whole detail of how I started my business and, you know, where the idea began and all that. Um, if you actually would like to hear that story, um, please get my book. 
my book is on my website, um, xelbooks.com, and it's called Becoming the Shiro. And I actually, my chapter in there, it's an anthology, it's Baron Bridges is the name of my chapter. And it actually talks specifically about how the idea for business came, my journey to get there, you know, some of the struggles that I went through, how I overcame it, all of that's in there. So get my book, you'll find out exactly how I got on that journey. So started my side hustle, wasn't making the money that I wanted to make. And so I still had to do my nine to five. So that brings me to what I brought up in this, um, this podcast episode is about the balance of the two. So here it is, it's 2021. I have been working both a nine to five and a side hustle since for, well, since 2007, that's just what I do. And I've been through a lot of, uh, you know, work hurt, uh, scenarios, you know, because people that don't like my creativity or are intimidated by creativity or whatever it is. And I'm at this job that is great. They're fantastic. They are very welcoming of initiative. They love new ideas. They love creativity. They're the kind of company that when you do something new, they're like, oh my gosh, please share it with the world. Let us know. We want to do something with this. And they just eat it up. You know, they're like, yes, what more initiative do you have? What more can you have? Bring it. I'm like, oh man, you know, so I'm like, you know, I'm like a kid with, you know, I'm like a horse with no reins, you know, I'm just running all over the pasture, like, yay, let me do stuff. And, um, I noticed at one point that I got concerned. I got worried, not because of anything the company did. The company didn't do anything wrong at all. But in the midst of the success, the enemy started reminding me of prior companies that have, uh, you know, not been fans of my initiative and my creativity. And I thought, how am I going to deal with this? What if this is too good to be true? How long before, you know, you know, the floor caves in from under me? You know, how do I protect myself? And I got nervous and I started holding back all of a sudden. I went from sharing every idea I had to not saying anything. Um, to where people started asking, like, I heard you did this. Did you do that? Yeah. Could you share it with me? I'm like, all right, well, because you asked, I'll share it. You know, it's like all of a sudden I got hesitant and I got worried and started, I started putting more energy in my business. Like I have to make sure my business thrives. I have to, have to, have to. And there's many reasons to have a business, um, you know, not just for the vacation money, you know, just the tax write off alone, but that's something I'll cover in another episode. But I started focusing on my business, not out of faith, but out of fear. And God corrected me. And I'm saying this to you, you know, listening, you know, as you know, I'm a believer, um, very faithful Christian. And I see God in everything that I do, especially in my business. And I remember just talking to God and he was like, why are you operating out of fear? You know, and I gave him the same spell I gave you. And I'm like, well, I don't know how it works in heaven, Lord. But down here, um, it is a hard game to get a job, keep a job, and to excel at it and, you know, get promoted. It's just hard. Um, You know, and I won't even get into, you know, all the other nuances we deal with, you know, color and all that kind of stuff. It's just jobs in general. 
it's hard to get one, keep one, and be impressive enough without offending other people around you. It's almost like you have to stifle your own talent. Like you almost have to hide yourself, you know, like be below the radar so that they're not intimidated, so they want to lift you up. And um, I got worried and I said, well, God, if I continue to be initiative like this, I run a risk of someone trying to get rid of me. And he said, well, why are you applying old companies and old seasons of life to your current season? Why aren't you trusting me to let you know what's going to happen in this season instead of you trying to think that you know it? I never operate the same way twice. Um, he was like, think about the greats in the Bible. He said, you think that if you start sharing your dream this time, you know, sharing what you have, um, that you're going to fail, but you're not going to fail. What if I want to promote you here? What if I want to elevate you here? What if I brought you this job specifically to show you that it's not always the worst case scenario? What if I brought you here to increase you so much that you'll have no problem funding your side hustle to increase while you're doing this one? Did you ever think that maybe it was my will for you to operate both? And that it's balanced the way that it is because I don't want you to put everything in one. I want you to have comfort over here, but balance over there. Why haven't you thought about asking me what's going to happen? And I'm saying this to you because this is how God talked to me. And I was, it was hard for me to process. I was like, ah, oh, I don't want to hear this, Lord. This is, this is a lot. And I said, that, I said, you know what, Lord, I, I hear what you're saying, but you know, I don't remember anywhere in the Bible where they went through something like this. And he brought me to Joseph. And it was very interesting. I never thought of the story in this way, but it, it clicked. He said, think about Joseph. Joseph is an innovative, creative person. He is a person that he gets visions. You give him a dream, he puts it out there. And at first, it impressed everybody. Wow, Joseph the dreamer, so cool. Joseph is so good at everything he puts his hands to. So obedient, so talented, great. And then he went from being revered and loved to people being intimidated by him his family particularly. And he spent so much time pouring out that gift that he had and it not being welcomed that when it mattered, he almost didn't say anything. I mean, he still was having dreams. It's not like dreams stopped. But he didn't run around and say, hey, I still got this dream going on, blah, 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 blah. He just stopped sharing it out of fear. He took past experiences and applied them to the present. And, you know, you guys know the story very well, you know, and he finally gets to, you know, interpret the dreams of the people, you know, the two people in the jail with him. And, you know, then all of a sudden he's like, okay, well, I guess it's okay to be me. And God puts him to the ultimate test. All right, I'm going to have you interpret this dream. Now imagine if Joseph had refused to open his heart to flow with God in that new season, if Joseph had refused to look at the current season differently, he could have missed the opportunity to be second in command. He could have missed the opportunity to save his life, his future children's life, everything. 
all this out of fear of intimidation, of fear that they were going to treat him the way other people treated him. And that's what God was reminding me of. And this was a really good rebuke moment for me. Um, and I'm sharing this with you because, you know, I'm, I feel like there might be somebody else that has to balance this. You know, if you're watching your friends and you're like, well, they've got their side hustle and they're doing great. They don't work for anybody. And they make five grand a month and they're able to pay their bills just fine. Why do I have to work a nine to five and work my job? Maybe it's because that's the season you're in for right now. Maybe because there's something behind the scenes that God is at work at and that you just have to be at peace, allowing him to work his plan out in you. Um, you know, one thing that I'm I'm still learning to this day is that God never gave me the assignment of knowing how. He gave me the assignment of doing what he said to do and trusting that he knows what I need to do. So God says, I want you to get up and work. He didn't say, figure out how you're going to work, figure out all the stuff before you even start working, um, you know, list out a plan. He didn't say that. He said, get up and work. So I get up and I work. And as I go throughout my day, I ask him and he reveals the how as I talk to him. And I believe that it's the same when it comes to our businesses. Um, we can't apply a cookie cutter mentality to running a nine to five or a side hustle and think that our size, you know, our shoe is going to fit the same as somebody else's. It may not. It's okay. We got to run our own race. Um, so what did I, why did I get into that? How did this work out for me so far? Well, I'm still doing my nine to five and I'm still doing my side hustle. And I remember I, I had a prayer to God and I said, God, I really want my business to grow. I want to hire people. My passion for it has always been to give income to other people, not just to have something for me, but I wanted to say, I want to give jobs. I want to have like, I want to spoil my team. Like I want to be able to say, okay, I have a mansion and this part of the mansion is dedicated to you working. So you get to work on a mansion every day or work at home if you want. And I'm going to pay you like clockwork and all I need you to do is blah, 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 blah. Just little dreams that I have. And, um, I said, well, God, I need to hire someone. I need someone to answer the phones. I need somebody to uh, do my responses. I need someone to do the designs that I need to do. I need someone building the websites. I can do it, but I need help. And God was like, what if I want to use your nine to five to fund all of that? But you're so worried thinking that you've got to spend 40 hours in the side hustle every week and 40 hours a week in the nine to five. Why don't you put your energy in the nine to five? Let me use that to increase you. Let your gift make room for you and let it create the income that you need and then take that income and fund your business. And that way you've got the best of both worlds. And I never thought that that was how it had to work because if you see most people that have a business, they have a side hustle. Their goal is for that side hustle to be the only source of income. They never say, well, I'm doing this because... I want to work both. They're always like, nah, see, now I'm going to do nine to five. I'll do side hustle. As soon as my side hustle gets up, I'm leaving the job. That's what most people's goals are. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's worked very well for many, 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 many people. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's always the path for you. And even my scenario may be unique to me. Maybe there's no one else that has this scenario. Um, but 
nothing's new under the sun, so I'm sure that there's somebody else that's experienced it. What I'm saying is, be open to God's plan. Approach your business every day with an open mind, with a fresh perspective. Don't walk into it like, I know everything. Even if you've been working it for years, walk into it saying, okay, I'm here. This is the company. This is what I'm doing. Now what? God, do you have anything to say about this today? What should I be aiming for? There may be times where you're working your nine to five and God will give you wisdom to tackle all of your stuff in one day and you have it easy for the next four days. He may say, schedule this email out, delayed delivery, schedule this uh, report to go out, go ahead and design this, go ahead and pre-type up this message. And he may give you wisdom to do all these things early and then say, okay, on your lunch break next time, take 30 minutes of your lunch and do this with your business. And that'll increase sales for the next week. You know, be open every day. Um, Flow with the grace. The grace that you have this week may not be the grace that you had last week. Sometimes you have a very peaceful week where everything goes right. And then there are other weeks where God's like, don't even do this. You got enough on your plate. You're about to have a whole lot going on. You know, your kid's going to need extra help with homework this week. You know, a storm's going to come through the town. You know, you're... You know, I don't know, something's going to happen and you need all your focus. Don't do anything extra. And it's okay to adjust and flow with the will of God instead of always flowing with what you think the plan needs to be. And it's normally when you do that, that you find your peace, you get your grounding. um, You're actually more fruitful because you're not trying to figure it out. You're just flowing with him. I think that's why, you know, our greats in the Bible Uh, did so well. You know, I think about Abraham. He wasn't trying to figure out how. You know, I thought it was so beautiful. Um, Favorite thing about Abraham is that, you know, when God says, okay, get up, leave your family, leave your kindred and start walking to the land, I will show you. What I love is that Abraham is not fussing. He's not saying, well, Lord, how am I going to run my side hustle while I'm out here? Everybody I know is right here with kinfolk. He's not asking that. Abraham was not asking that. He is not saying, okay, well, well, well where am I going to live? Well, well, how am I going to make it the first year? I got bills I need to pay. You know, I got a wife. I got kids. You know, I ain't got kids at the time. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know, he's like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? He, he didn't ask all those questions. He just got up and walked. He just literally got up and just started walking. He didn't say, well, am I going north or south, east or west? He asked. He just started walking, and as he walked, the path was revealed. the The how to was revealed. the The understanding was revealed. The resources came to pass. The side hustle came to pass. the 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 income came like everything was there. It was laid out, all because he abandoned his understanding and relied on God's understanding. So. I hope you got something out of that. Um, if you're working and have a side hustle at the same time, be encouraged. You can do this. Um, you can do all things through him. Just approach it with humility, um, with fresh eyes every day and uh, seek his direction. And you've got this. All right. That's all I have for you today. 
Um, again, thank you so much for listening. Have a blessed day.